Welcome to the Impact of Social Media podcast with me, Rich Brown, where we discuss the impact social media is having on the world around us. Please subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, and if you need any help getting better results with your social media, please get in touch. You can follow me on social media at rich at QBD, or you can email me at rich.brown at quickbydesign.co.uk. Social media can be a can be very effective when you're trying to share vital information uh, to a lot of people uh, very, very quickly. But what is it like to have to use social media in that way at an important time? So today I'm speaking with Dave Throop. Hi, Dave. Uh, Good morning, Rich. Uh, thank you so much for being on the podcast. Um, I will say now you're my first remote podcast. I usually record these face to face, but given the lockdown, so you're my first one doing like this. But I really appreciate you taking the time uh, to come on the podcast and, and, and share your thoughts on this. Would you just like to introduce yourself, the role that you have um, within the environmental agency? Yeah, my name's uh, my name's Dave Throop, um, and I am the uh, area manager for Herefordshire and Worcestershire for the environment agency. Um, that means really I'm responsible for anything that the agency does within the within the two counties. So, you know, uh, we, we've got a pretty varied remit. We deal with flooding, which most people know us for, but but we also regulate big businesses as well, big uh, power stations, that kind of stuff. We deal with pollutions. We we monitor the environment as well in terms of taking water, air samples, all that all that kind of stuff. So it's a it, it's a very wide brief, but mm. a, a very very interesting one. Yes, I can imagine. Yeah, and obviously you have these kind of peaks of very very busyness but yeah busy busy all the time as well um so can you just take us back to the floods in that kind of end of january february time and just kind of remind us again because the weather's been quite good recently isn't it so it's quite hard to remember what it was like but just how serious it was at the time can you just maybe paint a picture of what it was like yeah, well, I've got a few years in now with the agency and dealing <laughs> with, with environmental incidents and that kind of stuff. And um, what we saw in February was, uh, the, the word unprecedented is, is overused, mm. uh, but I, I've certainly never experienced anything like it. And, you know, that, that's backed up with some of, the, um, some of the figures that we were seeing. So we were seeing river levels that have, have never been seen before on, on rivers that have been monitored for, for hundreds of years. We saw rainfall um, levels that haven't been seen uh, before, you know, measured by the Met Office for um, uh, over a century. So what, what we we're seeing was was very very extreme and it, it, another complicating factor was it was so widespread as well so if you if you think of the um uh, some of the other big floods that we've had they tended to be concentrated in one uh, relatively small area this, this was huge and right up the length of the river seven and the river y so you know we've we got we've got hundreds of miles of rivers affected dozens of communities that, that were affected and and flood levels like we'd never seen before yeah and it, it was was it it was quite emotional time really you know I'm, I'm i'm worcestershire born and bred as well so it's on my it's on my own manner i, I yeah. thought i knew the way that our rivers worked but what was happening in in february was was truly remarkable and you know at the end of the day well over a thousand probably 1500 people and businesses were, were really badly flooded at the time and these poor people a lot of them are still out of their houses now or living with 
uh, building works, trying to get builders in the middle of a coronavirus uh, yeah. outbreak. So, you know, it's, it's it, relentless, it's isn't it? Grim, just just get, just get. I've, I've said that certainly some of those businesses. I mean, I live in Worcester, <clears throat> and those businesses that are around the kind of county ground area over over the bridge there, that they just kind of got over the floods, and then the coronavirus hits. So it's you know incredible, incredibly difficult times. <clears throat> the thing that that struck me as well, and we obviously will get into how you use social media through through the time was um i was following your your feeds during it and it was almost the speed that it was happening that it would these it was such a moving thing so quickly was was that one of the things that you, you that you found it was and i mean we, we are we are used to dealing with flooding don't get me wrong and mm. and you know we've, we've got very sophisticated systems that deal with this so we, we've come a, a very long way with managing flooding from uh, the big floods that we saw in the early 2000s so we've, we've got quite sophisticated weather forecasting now and the what if scenarios we've got modeling that shows what the rivers are likely to do um but it but in this case the the speed of rise of some of the bigger rivers really was uh, remarkable you know we, we haven't seen that bit before the models weren't co coping as well as they normally do and i say it was so widespread over such a large an area and what we mm. got were, were successive belts of, uh, of rainfall i think we had two or three named storms within a uh, you know three or four weeks in uh, in february and they just kept topping the, the the levels up and up and you know it, when you when you were in the midst of it it just seemed like no end to it you know it was uh, it was one thing unfolding after another really. yes yeah and it's that it's those kind of speed aspects as well that i think that i was interested to get your thoughts on um we're obviously going to talk about the impact kind of social media has and your ability to share that vital information during the floods but to kind of narrow it down a bit in terms of the social media channels you use which ones do you use do you have a a preferred one which you find is the is, is best for these types of things yeah i do i'm a, I'm a tweet exclusively a tweeter really um yeah. I, I think I don't, to be honest, I don't really get on particularly well with the other media, and I, I think it just makes it more complicated if you if you try. I'm a I'm a Facebook lurker, sort of privately. I don't use it for business yeah. at all. I use it slightly for socially, but I don't I, I don't particularly like the format. I've I've got an Instagram account, a work one, but I, to be frank, I can't see the point of it because all you do is posting pretty pictures. Take, take or, nice photos. Or, or <laughs> I, just can't, I can't get my head around how it works. Um, so, so Twitter, it just seems a great medium to me because you you can share stuff in real time and and the challenge that I like is you've got to be concise. You used to have to be very, very concise with yes. what they characters yeah. you, you've, you've still got to be quite concise so telling that story in a very few characters with the aid of up to four pictures maybe a bit of video and a chart yeah. I, I just find it fascinating I, I enjoy it and I, I use it slightly wider for work I've obviously got the work the work account but anybody that follows my account will know that you know I'll, I'll do moths I'll do where I've been on my bike a bit I'll do um, you know quite a lot about the weather that that type of stuff you know because I think it just it just broadens out the interest, if you like. So it's not all, I don't think you can use social media just as the mechanism to uh, communicate with people in times of crisis and then leave it completely alone. You've yeah. got to have that, that, that longer term presence. And that's, that's certainly how I use it. But to answer your question, mm. I'm exclusively Twitter. Yeah, it's interesting to think about it. So uh, with the training courses that I run off, Twitter is the one which is a bit more like a news feed. It is more immediate. It's the one you would naturally go to to get that immediate kind of information about something that's happening because the other social media channels are kind of working slightly different ways. So 
in in terms of kind of how you use it at the time, can you just take us through a kind of I say I use it a normal day, but you kind of know what I mean. That uh, a, a day in kind of height of floods, how you would then use Twitter to the types of information that you were showing. You mentioned about videos and charts and things. How were you using it to kind of get that message across? It, it depends what role I'm doing because everybody in the environment agency has has incident roles as well as their their, their normal um, day job, if you like. Um, and my principal roles are, are media, so I do a lot of um, TV and radio, and I'm the media spokesperson. Um, and that is a very useful role for social media because if you're doing the media spokesperson, with the exception now with coronavirus, when you can't get out very much, you yes. are aware the incident uh, is. So um, if there are, if there are pictures to be taken, if there's films to be done, you are at the you're usually at the centre of it. I say that was complicated slightly in February because it was so widespread. But fortunately, I've been doing this for seven, eight years now, and a lot of my colleagues in the agency you know, know what I do, whether they like what I do or know or not, I don't know, but they know what I do. So I tend to get pictures and videos sent me from all over the place. So if we've got people out in, in Shrewsbury and I'm in Worcester or Hereford, then I tend to get quite a lot of pictures and videos oh, okay. sent That's me as well. Yeah. Yeah. So I can, you know, a lot of people think, God, you get about a lot, don't you? But whereas in fact, you know, a lot of this stuff <laughs> is, obviously, is obviously sent to me in the, in the times of um, uh, flooding or crisis. Now, that works really well. And I think um, quite a lot of our people have got, got, got into it now and they quite like seeing their pictures, you know, on social media and then it's picked up by the, by the, uh, the regional media, TV, all that sort of stuff. So it's a very, uh, it's a very engaging media, if you like. So you know, people will pick it up very quickly. But um, in terms of how, how I do it, um, Part of it, I think, is understanding what's going on. You, you, for, me, for me, it's got to be authentic. It's got to be credible. You've got to know what you're talking about. So, you know, if, if I'm if I'm on the spot, I do know the way our rivers work. I do know the locations. I do know what's likely to happen because I've got I'm privy, to, obviously, to what's going on in the incident room and all that kind of stuff. So, I, I think I can get to good locations quite easily because of the role I'm doing. Um, and I've also obviously got got the information and the knowledge that you can. Yeah. You, and do to communicate that so you know it's a question of stitching all that together really yeah and then in terms of when you can kind of see the weather change and you kind of know it's happening or it's in the you we're in the middle of it and and having to deal with it all when then you as as the individual and the organization as a whole are going through the plans of how do we how do we get the messages out there to the to the local people to let them know what's going on and you know stay away from these areas or be prepared for it how much of a how high up on the kind of agenda of discussions is social media how how important is it within the kind of like the communications pr aspect of 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 sharing this information extremely important now um I, th- I think we, we're, we're relatively late adopters. I think most of the public sector, to be, to be honest, are fairly late adopters. But mm. um, now it is one of the principal things that we, we, we do think about. And we, in addition, we, we've got a number of um, what we call official tweeters like me. So my handle's Dave through PA, Environment yeah. Agency. 
But we, we've also got a number of um, corporate accounts. So there's an environment agency Midlands account as well. Yeah. Um, so we, we, we try to stitch those together. We, we, we have a duty. We, we've got a statutory duty to, to warn and inform people. So this really is important yeah. stuff. We, we're a, what they call a category one responder, which puts us on the same basis of police and fire and rescue and, and oh, ambulance. Yeah. So, you know, th this, is, this is core stuff to us and it's really important to make it happen. But I think... What what we see what we see a lot more now is, is coordination of message as well. So the the other role that I, I do a lot of is um, uh, what we call multi agency. So it's working together with all the other emergency services with local authorities, um, and increasingly those messages that are going to be communicated through social media are discussed at these multi agency meetings as well. So we've all got a, ah. a shared understanding of of what the key messages are. Is it um, uh, public safety in Tenbury is it about uh, you know stay away from the water because it's likely to be polluted you know we, we, so we, we discuss these things uh, in the round and then we will use our collective um, social media channels to uh, to promote it so there's much more joining up than there was a few years ago yeah. if you th if you think back to the big floods of uh, 2007 which yeah. you know just predates social media um, it was so different in those days, you know, that yeah. in order to try and get your message across, you used to have to use the uh, um, the existing channels, so local radio, local papers, local media, and it was so much more clunky and cumbersome than it is now, where, you know, you, you have the message, you control the message, you put the message out as you want it to, and then it will be, it will be picked up far quicker than making telephone calls yeah yeah that, that's interesting we'll, we'll come on to the kind of what it was like beforehand but something you just mentioned then i think is interesting is that you said it's this coordinate this is kind of coordinated approach when you're sharing those things then do you notice is there like you you on twitter do you get more reach with these messages and feel that more people are seeing it and engaging with it compared to like the i, I want to use the word business one but you know what i mean like the kind of more official uh, Twitter accounts. Do, do you know? Do you see a, a difference? Yeah, it's massive, massive difference. Um, I, I, I don't know the, the, the proper stats. I have a look every now and again on my my Twitter analytics or whatever it is. But the um, uh, what, what do they call the uh, the total number of hits? What's it called? Oh, the, like impre uh, it'd be impressions or reach. impressions. Yeah. yeah. Well, my, my usual impressions are somewhere around about a million a month, something like that. Which is quite, wow. You know, so it's still still <laughs> still good. Yeah. But up in the in the floods uh, of Fe February, I think it was six, seven, eight million something mm. like that so yeah. it, it's that kind of quanta difference and it, yeah. without doubt the message gets out if you if you we, if we want to get something out there by far the best way is on social media if i if i tweet there's a severe flood warning in uh, in tembury with a couple of pictures and to um you know heed the uh, the emergency services that kind of stuff i can bet my bottom dollar my phone will light up within 30 seconds and yeah you the yeah. local media that kind of stuff wanting to promote those those messages so it is it's hugely effective in terms of hashtags do you kind of do you use that to kind of localize some of the things or how would how would you use some of those things 
yes in an incident in a biggish incident then we, we will do and some of those sometimes it will be agreed um uh, with multi-agency approval mm. so in in a really big incident like we saw the, the the february floods there will be what we call a multi-agency communications cell so that will have yeah. representatives from all the emergency services uh, and they will discuss the both both the best channels and the best hashtag and the best way of getting stuff out what we need to be focusing on in in smaller events it will be left up to uh, probably me and my media um, uh, colleagues at, uh, at head office and locally to decide, you know, what the what the best way, the best uh, messages are. But yes, do do use hashtags. The um, so one of the other things, um, like I mentioned, is that so kind of going back to that pre and I think yeah, the kind of the two thousand and seven is a, is a good one to pick on actually because it is slightly before social media. So the social media giants they kind of were around, but they were only just starting to get find their feet really. And it's I always find it interesting because it's not that long ago. And here are these platforms, and it's kind of one of the things that inspired this whole podcast series was you know these things haven't necessarily been around for that long, and just look at how much we use them rely on them how, how much things have changed so could you just take us in a bit more into what what that was like i know you said it was a, it was a kind of a bit harder and, and slower to get those messages out there but the types of things you would have to do a uh, kind of 2007 and before with any floods getting the message out there yeah it, it was hugely different and you know that the i think one of the worries now is is how how we would manage to uh, to deal with um, uh, a really enormous flood with the numbers of properties that we had flooded. Because although the the floods of um, uh, of last spring were, were were big because of all the flood defences, or largely because of all the flood defences we we uh, we built, there were a lot less people who were directly affected. As I said, unfortunately, about fifteen hundred were flooded back in two thousand and seven. We were talking fifteen thousand were flooded just wow. in uh, in Worcestershire and Gloucestershire. Mm. So something of that level of magnitude people didn't have any water for three weeks at the time as well because a lot of the infrastructure was knocked out so again right. it's more protected now since then because the lessons we've learned but if you if you imagine that scale of event now with social media how you would manage uh, during that kind of um, influx is very very difficult i think you just have to focus on getting the messages out there responding to social media in times of enormous crisis like that would be virtually virtually impossible but to answer your question in the, in 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 that time it was all done via kind of um set piece broadcast interviews with um a particular local radio in those in those days was one of the one of the keys that we uh, uh we used but there was a lot more there was a lot more um uh, structure to it if you like in those days in that the, uh, the, the our media people would, would craft the message and give you the line to take and all that kind of stuff and it was they would then be set up for a media interview this that and the other which made it very clunky in real time because these things you know they are as you know they unfold extremely quickly yeah so being able to use social media and have trusted people on the ground to be able to put the messages out as they happen it's it's just a completely different um way of dealing with a very different feel to, to how stuff is handled mm. can you remember then the kind of when you kind of really first embracing twitter like the first times you went live with one of the videos or something can you remember the the, the kind of time when it started to come in did it feel a bit awkward and peculiar to start with and like how 
how it is now and you're probably a lot more comfortable using it. Can you remember that, those early days when you adopted it? I, I do. I don't remember the actual year. I think it's seven or eight years now. So that, that must make it back 2012, 20, 2011, something like that. And it was when the agency very first dipped its toe in the water to social media. And they were looking for people um, who would be the first um, EA tweeters. Mm. Uh, and I somewhat reluctantly stuck, stuck my hand up because I'd, <laughs> I'd never done social media before. But at the time, I was media spokesperson. So I, yeah. I was used to the... I was used to the kind of formal media, but I've never, never done any sort of social media. So I thought, well, you know, I almost felt obliged to give it a, give it a go. And originally it was, it, it was extremely clunky. And then there were so many people, I think there were more people watching me than there were following me. So within the agency, <laughs> they, was, they were so nervous because they were so used to being able to control the channels of communication. And suddenly they got these potential mavericks wandering off around the, the country. I think there were 10 of us or something start with um and you know everything you tweeted i remember originally for the first for the first couple of months i think we were called probationary tweeters or something and everything we did wow. had to go, had to <laughs> go to the pressure. center yeah <laughs> had to go to the center for approval before we sent it in our names mm. so there was there was this real nervousness around it and and i i found the first bit so so clunky i thought well you know this is a bit daft but i remember what hooked me into it and it was um it was the, you know, the, the kind of thrill of getting people following you. So when, yes. when West, you, don't, you don't really want the police following you, do you? <laughs> when, West, when West Mercia police followed me, I thought, oh, you know, yeah. this, this is quite good, isn't it? The local MP or, or that kind of stuff. And I, I remember thinking, well, you know, this, this could be quite influential if all these folks are, are looking yeah. at this. Mm. And then it, it just sort of went from there. And I said that the thing that, that fires me with it is, is the challenge of being able to communicate very succinctly so we we deal with really interesting stuff as well and it's my personal interest as well so you yeah. know, the environment i'm personally interested so you you put those two together and it becomes a you know a real a real challenge i remember the, the i didn't do video for quite a long time it's very hard to do video to start with yeah uh, it was hard enough to 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 do pictures because i had to do it when we started from a blackberry and the blackberry app the twitter app was awful yeah and you, uh, actually my photo and the, was and the, sig the signal in some of the areas of the county might have been yeah. against you there was no, there was no, no signal yeah and then periscope came along i think yeah. didn't it? and I, yes. I decided to tinker in with that you could never get signal and it was it was all a bit clunky but the more it's become I guess the more it's become integrated into the into the single app, the, the, and the better that the technology has come now. So I've got another a big iPhone and a big yeah. iPad. It, it just makes it so much easier. Network connection now is is much better. You can usually do a reasonable stream um, yeah. live. So all that has just made it easier and easier. And yeah, the more you do it, the more comfortable you are. I think I've. I looked the other day, I think I've tweeted some like 35,000 tweets since I've, I've started. I'm pretty, pretty prolific. The yes. more you do, I guess, just yeah. the more comfortable you, you, you get. Yeah. It was one, one of the other things I was going to come on to is around your kind of social media profile and presence. And so with that, were there times when you kind of hit those milestones of X amount of followers when you thought, wow, I'm a, this is starting to, this is starting to become a thing now. Like I know people were seeing it and watching it, but I'm starting to be recognized. And the, the other thing as well was, was um, just picking up on the thing you mentioned earlier about people started sending you content. 
And in the kind of marketing terms, it's often referred to as like user-generated content. So like hotels or restaurants might share what people have posted about their hotel or restaurant because they've said nice things. And I'm wondering then how, at what point did you feel like, did you feel like you became the kind of the go-to, like, this is the man I'm going to follow Dave because he knows kind of what he's going to allow. And if I've got a photo or a little video to send, I send it to him or the local press come to you. Was there a few, few questions in one there, but that kind of evolution of your own Twitter followers and then how people started sending you content? Well, I think it's, it's incremental, isn't it? And I guess that's what keeps you keen because I remember, I remember getting a hundred followers and I thought, oh, this is absolutely fantastic, isn't it? You know, yeah. hundred <laughs> people looking at everything I, uh, I do. And then you look at some of the analytics, it's even, it's even bigger than that. So then I got a thousand, I thought, yeah, this is this is incredible. I don't mm. yeah, and then you know, it, it, every every kind of milestone gets more and more. But but I think what what brings it home is the reaction you get to it. So it it, it is a powerful tool. So not only the responses that you get from people back, but the ways your your stuff is picked up, particularly by uh, mainstream media as, as well. So you know, you yeah. do start to think that this is this is becoming more more influential and then in in events in in incidents and that you, you do get quite a lot of positive feedback which he, which is great because at the end of the day you know you're doing this for a, a, a personal kick really yeah. i am an environment agency um tweeter so i'm, I'm doing it on behalf of the agency so when yeah. you get feedback saying yes i'm finding this stuff really useful really interesting thank you you know that, that really keeps you going you think yeah you know this, this, this is great stuff and i guess the the, the the stuff in terms of people sending me things it's, it's because they they also follow me they see that it is relatively influential that people are picking up on it some of our a lot of our people are very technical very specialist people so we've got people who know everything there is to know about fish people who know everything there is to know about uh, water quality all that kind of stuff so if they can they are very passionate about their subject if they can see a way of getting their subject more more airtime, more exposure yeah. more stuff then, then you know they, they like to see that, that yeah kind of and that thing. must help that must help you as well gather a, a kind of broader understanding of the things that are happening that must really help with your position then as the the, the kind of man, man at the front of us all usually i, I know uh, a little very little about a lot and whereas our technical people <laughs> they know loads of stuff you know i'm a complete ignoramus with with most subjects i've got, I've got a you know a very peripheral view of it because of the, the breadth of stuff we do in my my role you, you can only skim over the top of this stuff so yeah. to have people you know around you that do know this stuff absolute chapter and verse is is really good so um if if it is about um a fish population on a certain room i wouldn't have a i wouldn't have a clue but i know yeah. somebody who does or if it's about you know the, the the flood history of a certain location i don't know but i know three people that that, that do so being yeah. able to call on that i think is is quite good and by and large people are people are very supportive because i yeah. say it's getting their their message their specialism out there into the into the main 
yeah no that, that's fascinating how you can like it's how you have that kind of coordinated collective um thing where you can provide this different information um thank you so much it's been so interesting kind of hearing a bit more behind the scenes about how you go about doing these things i just have one more question and it's a it is actually a non kind of social media question because it's something i'm just genuinely interested in is your um the kind of forecasts going forward do you think the february floods will we'll see them do you think we'll see them again the we said the the weather we've had recently these kind of extremes is that are you kind of prepping yourself to do more of that twitter twittering when we when we when when these things come around again in, in a word yes um and the the extremes that we're seeing now you, you, you it, this is off the path you know you, you've heard it probably 10 times before you can never you can never ascribe one uh, weather event to, to climate change but yeah um the, the the world is warming that is unequivocal there's no doubt yes. about it and in yeah. a warmer exactly. in a warmer world we expect to see more unstable weather more events exactly like we've seen so so absolutely yes and we are we are gearing up for it climate change is our you know our main focus and as the well, what we call ourselves the blue light for the environment you know mm. the, this is our future this is this is what the, yeah. the the future looks like and probably more extreme than we're we're seeing now so we need to be ready for that yeah no this has been fantastic thank you so much for taking time i know you're a very busy man so i really do appreciate you um, coming on the podcast and thanks for sharing your stories you're very welcome <laughs> Thank you for taking the time to listen to this podcast. I hope you found it interesting. Please subscribe to this podcast on iTunes. And if you need any help getting better results with your social media, please get in touch. You can follow me on social media at richardqbd, or you can email me at rich.brown at quickbydesign.co.uk.